Welcome to The Life Tonic, a podcast where we explore the sacred connection between our mind, body, and the multiverse. I'm your host, Joanna O, and I will be joined by inspiring thought leaders, creators, healers, and disruptors in their space as we journey through many of life's greatest mysteries and unpack different concepts around alternative health and wisdom to expand our definition of self. I'm grateful you're here. So let's dive in. Start your spiritual awakening and your energy body is healing super fast. All the stuff that you haven't known is going on within your energy body until that moment. So you can heal, shift and change super quickly in the first months or years of waking up to spiritual concept. I am joined today by a dear friend of the podcast with whom we first did an episode in season one of the Lifetonic podcast. She's back today with some really exciting news and a brand new book being released this month. Hi, Gemma. Hi, Joanna. Thank you so much for inviting me back. I'm so excited to have you back on the podcast. For the people who uh, will recognize you from season one, like I said, uh, Gemma Petherbridge is joining me again. She's a certified crystal healer, intuition teacher, and soul purpose coach. And in 2017, she founded Conscious Crystals, which we talked extensively about in the first episode we did together, about her workshops, the courses she offers, her online shop, and just all things crystals. I believe the episode is called 360 Degree view of your consciousness, which is a really cool title. I love it. And today we're talking about her new book, The Crystal Apothecary, which is now going to be available on Amazon and actually so many other book retailers, so wherever you get your books from. And I'm going to let you talk about it because it covers so much and my book is on the way. But for the people that are now going to be looking at it and ordering it, it basically is really a 360 view of everything you need to know about crystals. It. Thank you. And thank you for the most. You're so good with your intros. I always love your intros. So thank you. That was all very kind. I'm really happy to have you on the podcast. Many of the listeners, like I said, will recognize you. But for the fresh faces around here. I'll pass the mic over to you so you could share a little bit about you, your background, and your amazing journey into spirituality, which really sets out when you were a very, very small child. Yes. And um, hello to those who have already heard me in Joanna's Series 1 and to the new listeners as well. So yeah, my name's Gemma. I, like Joanna's just saying, kind of was born with spiritual insights or sort of I can understand how I've got to where I am now today basically more than maybe some people would be able to at a very very young age I could um, what I guess now would be phrased as prophesize but that sounds a bit bigger and more significant than what I thought I was doing at that age I would just say things out loud to my parents which I think is Claire Audio which is Sometimes Claire Audio is hearing intuitive thoughts, but also it's anything to do with communication. So sort of things dropping into your mouth and just saying it, I guess, would also be under the Claire Audio bracket. And that's something I've just realized lately because I was always trying to understand why I, what I was doing. But I think it's a Claire Audio skill of just finding yourself channeling and saying things. Um, and that happened quite a lot through my childhood that I would just say stuff, wasn't even 
registering what I was saying and it also sounded a lot more mature than my years what I was saying and they would get the re like the confirmations in the news that what I was saying was happening so I also did like later on in life predicted or woke my parents up at the very moment that Princess Diana was dying and I was saying Princess Diana is dying and we didn't obviously know at that moment in time I was sent back to bed being told off to wake waking them up at three something in the morning and the following morning, obviously, it was on the news. So by the age of my teen years, my family were very like, we were making decisions, making plans, and they would look at me and go, Gemma, what does your intuition think about this? So I was very lucky that they were open that way. And they were also getting the confirmations as I was at the same time, that what was happening to me seemed to have some truth behind it. But also we classically they were very like yes talk about it but keep it behind closed doors best not tell the world that you're doing all of this it is a bit weird you're not exactly going to get brownie points probably from some people for behaving like that so I had that for years and years I still can do that now although I definitely toned it down or almost switched it off by the time I went to university very soon into going to university though sadly both my parents passed away and that was definitely at my spiritual awakening, the classic, what's the meaning of life? Why are we here? Why has this just happened? And trying to make reason for things. And I was very lucky that my sister's um, older nanny uh, that was looking after her children was very much into spirituality, loved things like Louise Hay and things like that. And she pro- all I can remember, I think she just literally handed me a Lou- Louise Hay book and I devoured it and that was it I was like self-development hell yes I'm so up for this and read every book I could find left uni qualified the like went on to qualify for hypnotherapy the following week and did all sorts of classes courses you end up sponging it up don't you you just want all this information as quick as you can Uh, at that point that included the initial crystal therapy training went traveling came back needing a job to fund the fact I also wanted to move to London, ended up working in retail, not on the highstreet.com, and just kind of foregoed my spiritual path or tendencies just to afford London and to live in London and enjoy London. Met my husband, started a business with him, which was product development, selling products to not or through not on the high street. And I thought that at that point was my sole purpose is I always wanted my own business. It was creative. I got to design products. We could work from home. We were working together. It all seemed exactly what I wanted. But as like Joanna, I'm sure you'd agree. There's this thing, if you're not on your exact path, you get shifted. And the universe is very like, yes, okay, you like, this is okay but try this, do this instead, or, you know, add this in if you can. And um, within my friendship group, I'm comically known to be very good at falling over and generally embarrassing. I don't just fall. I do it in the most embarrassing possible ways that I can fall over. And I did another classic fall, ended up though that particular time hurting myself enough. I was in bed for like 10 weeks. I really did do an impressive fall at that moment. But again, everything happens for a reason. That meant I couldn't do anything for quite a long time. All I could do was read. And I started to start reading self-development books again. Then every crystal book you could imagine, like read one and all of a sudden I'd read 20 books. 
the other business I was running at the same time, my my classic business I've been doing, it just started to feel less significant to me and like I was lacking something. I'd also set it up so the hours were so intense. I was working really long hours and it started to feel less and less like the right thing for me. So I, at that point, lying in bed, I was like, I'm going to do what I know I can do and I should be doing, which is ask my intuition. It clearly knew better than me because it was giving me these amazing insights from a very young age. So I literally started to say, intuition, what should I do moving forward? What do I need to change? I'm going to completely trust you, which was a bit of a leap of faith. What you say I'm going to do, and I'm just going to follow that path. And the response I got was very random at that moment in time set up an Instagram account called and it said call it conscience crystals it spelled it out to me and every day post about a crystal and it by that it meant like every two weeks I would go really in depth on one one crystal and then I would move it move to a different crystal and really focus on it so I was sharing that information but I was also really deeply learning about those crystals individually myself I could not believe the uptake on that account talk about like being in your flow just people just followed so quickly and so many that I was quite blown away and it was just it was the first time I ever saw actual flow in my life and how if you listen to your intuition things can go so well so I carried on listening every morning I was like intuition what should we do today and sometimes it would come up with the funniest things contact this person and it wouldn't just be anybody it would be like contact these huge people from these big companies uh, but do it also by a DM so don't even do it the official way just do it today is the moment to contact that person I would send them a DM kind of like oh this is cringy and could go you know they're probably gonna ignore me generally if my intuition said do it they would reply and it was positive, or if they didn't reply then, it seemed to be like I was putting a list of people they planned to talk to at some point. That happened quite a bit. So I got these constant reinforcements. If you listen to your intuition, things work out, basically. And it's just grown and grown and grown. I then started to work for major companies in London, showing how they can incorporate crystals into the workplace or into their products. And as long as I followed my intuition, it just worked. And basically, at one point, I was talking to some people in London about working at their studio for them. They asked me, or do you have a crystal book because we'll stock it was what they were asking. And I was like, no, but I would love one. And I've been thinking about doing one. And the day afterwards, I got a message from a publishing company saying, we've been watching you for a while. Would you do you have a book in your in mind? And would you like to work with us? So again, when you're in your flow and you're listening and you're following your intuition, it's amazing what happens. And um, therefore now, yes, I very much specialize in crystals. I'm Me and crystals seem to have this kinship that we work so well together and I'm supporting them, they're supporting me. But also there's I've had this lovely life lesson confirmation of as long as you listen like you home in on your what's good for you and your own intuition life can be quite beautiful Sim- more simplistic because you'll get the direct road rather than having to learn 101 lessons which is what happened with my first business and therefore I'm also like you were saying a minute ago a sole purpose coach now which is very much helping people find their sole purpose 
or at least their current one, because I do believe you have more than one. Because I would say my first business was the sole purpose for that moment in time. And now I've got a different sole purpose. That's amazing. What a beautiful journey. And you basically transitioned from being a healer to a teacher. Now you teach people and you inspire thousands of people worldwide. And actually, I guess crystals chose you in a way. Yeah, I think they did. And I, you know, like some things you can't really put in words, but something else happened there. I do feel like I'm supporting them. They want to get out and meet more people. I mean, I'm making them sound like people themselves, but there's something else bigger going on at the moment. And I think my job with crystals is just to make them as accessible to people as possible. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you now, obviously, through uh, Conscious Crystals, which is how I came to know you, uh, you offer these, the workshops, there's the courses, there's the online shop, and this growing following that I think so naturally uh, flows into the whole idea of the book, which we'll get to as well. There's, There's a really interesting aspect of how you were receiving I I never knew that actually I didn't notice until now that you were receiving intuitive messages or rather messages and channeling these messages um as as a clairaudient person I never realized it was actually sound yeah do you know what I've only just so I work in most intuitive modalities um I can tap in and out of a majority of them including mediumship sometimes It was only when I was teaching intuition to other people and I was talking about Claire Audio and how it's any way that audio sound can be used. And I'm like, oh, so I would find myself saying things. It's almost like it was hitting my brain and coming out my mouth so quickly it was going straight past me. No, absolutely. I think you're a really unique gift. Um, for me or probably the takeaway from also having attended your sessions and known you for a while now is kind of interpreting crystals well in an intuitive way but also there's sort of that intersection between science and what crystals represent and how they can be used and I Mm -hmm. think of course you're gonna have the skeptics that are gonna jump at me and say well there's nothing scientific about crystals but actually you were the first person who explained to me, and I believe we talked about this in the first episode we did together, about when it comes to the molecular structure of crystals and how, you know, if we accept the idea that everything around us is is vibration and the vibrations of different crystals, how they can actually be brought into um, our space to 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 basically balance our our frequency and kind of alter that really. So that to me was really what stood out. But it's interesting that you also think that they have a message. The crystals have a message <laughs> because really the, the book itself and the whole idea of what you do, it draws on this ancient wisdom that's been passed down centuries. And it, there's this sort of revival now almost. I think one of the things I wrote um, to you prior to recording was I think I searched it and sort of um, searches and Google searches and sales of crystals went through the roof between yes. 2020 and 2021 that's amazing yes yes it did that you know I was saying a moment ago there seems to be a lot going on at the moment and Joanna I know you know this that there is the prophecies that are literally going back to the Mayan age it sounded very doomsday, but 2012 was the end of the world. But it wasn't the end of the world. It was the end of the world as we know it. And they could just understand that things were going to change in a way that 
for one as channels back then I imagine they weren't being shown the information because they didn't need to that's generally my experience is you'll be shown what you need to know and you just won't be shown what's not relevant to what you need to share with the world and they also although maybe couldn't understand how we were going to morph and change you're right so at the moment crystals sales are up they have been doing well for quite a long time but definitely when people went into lockdown and I think a lot of people had the time if they hadn't gone through their spiritual awakening right time out everybody's in the house what are you going to do and I think a lot of people went very deep inside of themselves and really asked who they were and what they want And that's almost for many going to naturally ignite the spiritual awakening in them. But what I've noticed is, yeah, so we had this Mayan 2012 belief, but we're also moving into the age of Aquarius, which is all about going from 3D, dense, focus on the physical, focus on success in life that maybe is sometimes for some people at the detriment of others, progressing through to a 5D, which is much more about the community, the greater good, expansion of the heart, but also very much connecting to Mother Nature, to Gaia, plants, animals, and of course, the earth and therefore crystals. So it's interesting, sales are going up with crystals, but I have a feeling it's not going to stop because humanity is shifting towards their intentions going that way anyway I don't know I am surrounded by crystals because we have a crystal shop as well as I'm I train people in crystals and sometimes I'll sit with a crystal and I will just get this information and I'm sure and again it it, you know I know how woo woo I sound when I talk like that but you have to kind of live that experience to understand what I'm trying to say that there seems to be more going on with them right now which is beautiful but also I do think as we awaken and we become spiritually awakened at the same time most people become aware of their energetic bodies the energy fields around them so the auric space our chakras we become aware that when we are engaging with people that maybe their energies are denser or they feel a bit more negative actually it can impact on us so we start to realize that we've yes we've got the physical body to look after we've also got the energetic body and there is this belief that if you look after the energy the energy fields Because like you were saying, Joanna, we are all energy. We are all a frequency. So if we look after the energy body, we will support the physical body. And crystals are very much about that. They are healers for the energy body. So at the same time, people are often drawn to, like you were saying, um, sound bowls, crystal bowls, things like that, where they're working on the energy body, chakra healing, again, energy body and crystals. And it's part of that interesting transition that people go through, where they're like maybe focus first on their physical health, changing their physical appearance, then the spiritual awakening and self-development kicks in or is added to. And they start to also want to support and look after their energy body. And I think the lovely thing with crystals is, yes, you can go to a sound bath and boy, do I love a good sound bath. Quite happy to attend lots of those. But with a crystal, you can take it home. It's a tool you can use and you can love and cherish. And on top of that, they happen to be absolutely gorgeous as a bonus. That helps. (laughs) So you kind of touched on a question that was going to be my question. Then I sort of maybe it was a bit too woo woo and I wasn't going to ask it. But then I remembered that we're on this podcast and I'm talking to you. And it's me. Go for it. (laughs) Yes. I was sort of going to um, pick up on what you said about. So we said you were clairaudient and sort of receiving information through sound. And I, I wondered whether there was 
a bridge between that sort of ability that is within you, but also now working with crystals as a, as a tool, as a method, as I guess the, the physical expression of something. So do you still, and it sounds like you do, but do you still get audio from different crystals? What does that look like? Oh, I love that question. I can take that two ways, which is definitely every day when I wrote the book, I got messages from the crystals. So I can explain that if you'd like me to. But also separately, this year in particular, I was very drawn to the idea of light language. I don't know if you've heard of that before or your listeners will know what light language is the uber top of woo-woo with this if we have an energy body and if we believe that maybe our souls go off to an interlife where we pick the lessons we're going to learn on this life then we come down to experience the lessons on earth and then we go back again therefore we start to understand that when we are up there potentially we're not going to be speaking like you and I are right now in English there could be another language going on how do we communicate at soul levels you know, there's lots of options with this, but definitely when people open up to the idea, if it resonates with you, you'll want to know more. And it will be one of those things where you want to be able to speak the light language. But every time I've spoke it, people are like, you're speaking crystals. Like they wow. intuitively go, "You're," because my light language is slightly different to what, say, if you type in now to YouTube, you know, light language, you'll get examples and mine sound a bit different sometimes. And they do sound more dense physical world than some that sound almost alien. And um, yeah, so my light language has a resonance of cultures on this planet. And therefore, a lot of my colleagues who also speak light language intuitively have said back to me, you're speaking crystal. That is amazing. It's a funny one. eh? It's a different concept. Another thing that I wanted to pick up um, from what you were saying previously was the the resonance um, with crystals. And I think one of my questions and naturally for people listening would be, can you sort of move in and out of, um, I guess, vibing with your crystal, you know, because there are and I know you'll probably say yes, but there are crystals that I've acquired in the past that I no longer feel connected to. And then maybe you'll come come back to them and it kind of goes comes and goes how does that work how can we know that yep spot on uh the easiest way like you were saying to pick a crystal is to go for the ones you like because literally like is the what you like is what you resonate with at that moment in time so we make things super complicated and like feel like we've got to make our decisions very cerebral where actually for a lot of holistic things what you like and what you are drawn to and I find this is the same with essences even with me nutrition I'll find I'll walk towards the nutrition that turns out I need but with crystals it's the same what you are drawn to is right for you at that moment in time so you are right Joanna it doesn't mean it's the long-term crystal that you need that moment in time sometimes that is a day a week a month or a year that's going back to what you were saying we spoke about in the other episode of resonating with certain frequencies and crystals all have their own frequencies. But yes, you are right. You, When you start to move away, it's not like you're disliking a crystal all of a sudden, is it? It's just your interests move to a different crystal. That's you needing the next crystal. So it's almost like 
in the nutrition world, you would need your iron when you're deficient in iron, and then you would your body's needs will start to shift somewhere else. So this is like the energy body's needs are moving over. And if you then need it again, you will move back. And the one I want to like give as a little example, emeralds are super good for heartbreak. Um, emerald is a heart chakra crystal it's green it's all about growth so it will help you through the heartbreak and it will help you really understand what happened so you don't repeat the same pattern so you can imagine you're not going to stay in heartbreak luckily you're going to move through it you're going to heal and you're going to move on but sadly the heartbreak can change you know one point it could be a lover the next it could be a family member that sad, sadly passed but you may find that you then resonate with the emerald again when you're back working with heartbreak so I completely agree with you Joanna um I've got a lovely big crystal collection I will find myself kind of drawn to one one day Another one may be on my desk for years and then I'll just one day be like, oh, okay, I'm going to put you away now. It's time for something new. But like I said, do not feel the pressure to own lots of crystals. Taking a photo of a crystal you're drawn to is an option if you feel you're chopping and changing. And that's very common as well when you start your spiritual awakening and your energy body is healing super fast. All the stuff that you haven't known is going on within your energy body until that moment. So you can heal, shift and change super quickly in the first months or years of waking up to spiritual concepts. And then you start to kind of go a little bit slower with the life lessons and the changing of frequency. So that's when getting a crystal collection, you can almost guarantee that you'll get the ones that you use long term rather than the ones you need for short term changes. Yeah, that's very that's very helpful. And I think it will it definitely resonates with me and it will resonate with a lot of people because it goes back of course to the idea that you know if we accept that we're talking about energies and and frequencies and the the how they kind of interact how crystals interact with us in our energy body um energy by definition is fluid right it's always moving and evolving so i definitely find that i sort of gravitate towards different things and you know the the sort of second part of my question was the idea i sort of mentioned a few things in the in the beginning but um if you take some of these core ideas i think all of us experience to some degree like stress we all want to have better relationships we all want to be abundant and attract wealth and sort of heal our fears and our hearts etc what can you program your crystal with yeah and the easiest way to understand the properties is if you have any knowledge at all of the well color therapy in general but more particularly the chakras you can trust that your knowledge of say the solar plexus chakra is vitality creativity and confidence if you are holding a yellow crystal it's probably for one of those three so straight away you can kind of gain a quick level of understanding but yeah with uh, clear quartz in general she can look after she can do all of the properties of all of them because she has all of the color frequencies going through so if you want to be particular about a property you would pick a crystal of that color because it's more potent in that particular property because it's it's sculpted, created, designed for that frequency. If though you are on day one and you don't know what crystal to go to, I mean, I would say 
humans seem super good at making things much more complicated than they need to be. Mother Nature's kind of trying to help us with simplicity and we just add all this cerebral stuff. So crystals can be a lot easier. If you like it, it's right for you. But if if there's still like this unsureness, which there is naturally, because if you're bringing in something new you've not worked with before, of course, you're going to be unsure. So clear quartz is actually the crystal that's best for programming because she can go in all different directions because she's got all the different colors in there. So if you happen to have one now, Brill, keep her. She is the best crystal to start with. And what you do to program is you hold her in your non-dominant hand. Back in the day, we said that was the left hand. Of course, forgetting people can have a dominant left hand to write with. So we are kinder and more correct these days where we'll say the non-dominant hand, whatever hand you do not write with. You hold it, you go into a meditation and that literally can just be calming the breath for moments. No intense, like if you're stressing about perfect meditation, you're not going to calm enough. So just close your eyes, take some lovely deep breaths. You've got your crystal in your non-dominant hand and it's in that hand because that's the non-dominant is the female energy. It's the giving and you are giving the crystal information And once you've relaxed, all you want to do is think about the outcome that you want. Like when I, if I help you with all those little things, where do you want to be once that's healed? Think of where you want that to be, holding your crystal. And what you're doing is you are programming it with the energy of the outcome. And it will resonate with that energy. And you do it for seconds, literally 30 seconds. I mean, stay in that energy if you want longer because you'll feel brill from it, but you don't have to if you don't want to. Put it somewhere where it's near you so you can be around that energy. And what Crystal's doing, again, like you were saying, Joanna, the last episode we recorded together, we talk about the frequencies, but you are, over time, you will bring your energy up to the level of what you've programmed that crystal with. And it's the same with any. So if you decided to go and get a crystal that supports... Oh, let's say sleep. Celestite is the crystal that's famous for helping with sleep. She resonates at that level. That's why people love her for that. So you would put her by the bedside. So you resonate with that energy when you go to bed and it helps you sleep. And if it's like any form of sleep problems at all. So it's really good for children as well. Adults with any problems, that's Celestite. But programming is the same. So if you're very niche in your needs programming a clear quartz is brilliant and definitely I would say if you are going to work with programming crystals probably stay with clear quartz because it's got more leeway with what it can do because it's got all of the colors in if you want to try programming other crystals try and stay within their ability because if say you're asking this emerald that's for heartbreak to go and do creative work it's probably going to still want to do creative work within heartbreak. So helping you express your heartbreak or something like that. So it's still going to stay in its niche. We talk a lot about intuition in this episode. Well, in any of our interactions, we always talk about intuition. Yeah, we do. Um, yeah. But also um, enhancing your, your psychic gift, which, you know, I think, it, correct me if I'm wrong, I think you're a big believer that all of us have this intuitive power to expand and grow with and have this inherent, I guess, psychic ability to some degree that we're born with. Can you tell me maybe first 
some crystals that I guess are good at enhancing your your psychic and intuitive abilities for anyone who's got you know I guess it's turning to spirituality for those big answers to the to the big questions and yeah what are the best crystals for that that's such a lovely question lovely question and I would say yeah if you are coming onto a spiritual path do try and welcome in the idea of intuition I know there is a natural want to say you know like some people say I'm not creative there's definitely a similar phrase of I'm not intuitive and you are because you're a human because we all have those gut instincts that tell us if something is safe or not so it's inbuilt it's just being very like the more you become aware of your body and your energy body the more you will feel these sudden very slight shifts And if you listen to your intuition, you are listening to your soul level self, who's very much naturally connected to your soul purpose, why you are here and your bigger goals. We We are picking crystals to match a frequency to say, yes, I want to do this. So if you are someone who feels they were maybe intuitive as a child, and that's most people when they say I'm not intuitive, it's more like they've probably turned off the button. So it's just not there, but it's super eager to come back and the key to for me when I'm say talking to people about intuition is to be aware of the chakras and there are three that are very much connected to the intuition if you support those three chakras you can start bringing that ability in because you're focusing on those frequencies and the first we're back to the good old clear quartz the clear crystals or white crystals are good for the crown chakra and that's about an inch above the head so if you wanted to literally work on the crown chakra with a crystal you could lie down on a pillow you would be placing a crystal about an inch above the head and just leave it there for 20 minutes if it rolls away that's because the energy you've you've had enough basically and it's quite interesting you will see crystals roll away when that's enough and I say white crystal I'm not being particular because it's better that people Maybe go to a crystal shop, look around and see what white crystal they're drawn to because it will suit their particular needs. And that's you saying to the universe, if you're focused on the crown chakra, I want to let in this guidance. So if you don't feel at all like you ever get an intuitive message and you would definitely sit within the I'm not intuitive bracket, try considering opening up that gateway. So focus on opening the crown chakra. Then if you're someone who maybe is intuitive, but it's a bit back and forth and you may have had an intuitive hit once or twice and you can't really control it, then that's third eye, which is between the the brows or on the forehead, just intuitively placed where you think suits you because actually everybody's third eye is slightly in a different location. And you would place a small purple crystal there. 20 minutes at the most and then stop and it is 20 minutes at the most if you have had enough in five minutes and you feel like oh that's enough it is enough that's that is your intuition working and then the other one the other chakra that I would say is good to work on especially if you're already feeling you're intuitive but there's maybe feeling confident enough to talk about these topics without worrying about how people will take them yeah that's the throat chakra. So the throat chakra is blue. And again, I'm not naming the crystal. Go for a blue crystal that you love. 
that's your current throat chakra crystal, you want to be buying a tiny bit, whatever the crystal you pick, tiny, tiny bit, and I mean a chip size. And again, you'd be lying down, you place it on the throat, and that's why it's a tiny bit, because our throats really don't like any weight on them at all. So you just want a little, little crystal. So what you're doing basically is we're saying those three because the crown chakra allows the the trains of thought in, the intuitive downloads, channeling or whatever you want to think it is coming into the mind. You open up the third eye with the purple crystals and then over time you learn to communicate what's happening even to yourself just so you can really refine what's happening with opening the throat chakra more. So that's the blue crystals. And if you are someone who's very much communicating with the Claire audio, which we we're talking about before, which is the hearing, then definitely um, even your form of intuition needs a bit of the blue in there. You can go further. Like prime example, if those people who are very empathetic empaths, you could also work on the heart chakra, which is the next one down, the next chakra down, literally over the heart which traditionally is a green crystal, but these days is also pink. So again, you pick Mm -hmm. within those two that resonates with you. And if you are someone whose intuition is very much in the body, like focusing on working with the heart a bit more helps because actually you need to get your intuition from the crown coming into the body through the third eye where you're activating the fact this is an intuitive hit through the throat where you're bringing in this communication ability but actually you're going to feel it as feelings in the body so you need to bring it down to the heart very nice yeah yeah I think specifically because we're talking about intuition um Mm -hmm. those are some really key ones and obviously I also really like the fact that you said you know there's not a particular crystal for because if you if you were to google that I mean we'd be here all day um yeah I do I'm a very big believer also in picking um, you know, what you're drawn to. And then I suppose this is where your book comes in, The Crystal Apothecary. You know, you have detailed descriptions of, is it 75 or more crystals? 75, yeah. So the book is split into eight chapters and it focuses on different parts of a person's life. So it does body, mind, heart, your, you know, your mind, your your body, your heart, your soul, your emotions, your relationships, your obstacles, which includes, you know, trying to the, the successes that you want in life and your world. So within that, there's a lot of different themes that it covers. A lot of the book talks about the chakras because they are so entwined with each other. Like you've just said, we have the classics in there, like how to do elixirs, grids and cleansing the crystals. And with that, I mean, the book explains just a few of the most simplistic ways to cleanse crystals because we can do lovely, beautiful ceremonies of taking them out under the moonlight, doing all these amazing things with them, which do do because it definitely connects us back to our ancient ancestors to our divine feminine all of that it brings in there's a lot more going on when you do that you're really remembering probably your ancestral history and things like that but it's as easy as if you happen to have a chime or any form of music play that next to the crystal and it will neutralize the frequency saging is good saging around the crystal or if you are someone who works with white light so that could be reiki healing energies whatever suits your modalities you can hold the crystal kind of cup it with both hands it's inside the palm of your hands 
And just imagine your hands filling with white light. So you don't even need to be someone qualified in that. Just holding your crystal with the intention of white light around the crystal will let that energy go. A very traditional way to cleanse crystals is in running water, but some crystals can dissolve. But the ones in the book are the most quickest, probably the cheapest, because if you're using white light, you don't go and buy a tool to do that for yourself. (laughs) And uh, safest for the crystals. Yeah, that was exactly what I was alluding to. And you answered it so well as I think all the, I mean, every crystal being different, it would require different cleansing, but I do love a good ritual. I mean, you truly empower so many people, like I said, thousands of people, but soul seekers in general, who, who are looking to tap into their intuition to kind of ignite those psychic abilities and you also I hope I'm getting this right but you're will be hosting from January um, your Claire Cognizant monthly intuition classes can you tell me a little bit about this because it kind of coincides with the whole book release so I started teaching intuition as well as crystals just as we went into lockdown and I kind of wanted to set myself that task because you know, intuition to a point had come very naturally to me. And it was quite interesting trying to backtrack and understand what was happening when I connect so that I could then again, this is where the throat chakra comes in. Like I understand it, and then explain it well enough to other people that they could then go and do it themselves. So every month, I basically approach a different Claire. And I just trust that those people resonating with that Claire is probably one of their ones. But I would also recommend people come to all of them because it's interesting. So clairvoyant, which is seeing, everything with spirituality is metaphors. So you've got the seeing with the third eye and you've got seeing with, with your eyes. And the universe, spirituality, source energy, whatever's happening is so clever. It can use the world around us to communicate with our intuition, as well as if we close our eyes and did a visualization where we can see it with Clara clairvoyant skills, it may also use what's happening. So when I do the, the clairvoyant techniques I will have everyone doing visualizations where they are seeing and bringing things into their third eye and just having like this beautiful visualization experience but I'll also have them look around the room and see the whole room as symbols and we'll have our eyes closed I will ask them they always think of questions that's relevant to them they'll open their eyes and whatever they look at first symbolically answers the question and it's just learning to understand what the symbol is having that group intention then normally helps those who aren't sure about their intuition really open up to it and they get information that maybe they haven't had before. And I'll always make sure I do a few techniques because I do not want to think that people don't feel like they're intuitive at the end of the class. I'll do some very difficult techniques and some really easy ones so people can really play around with that particular Claire and see what suits them. Yeah, and it's just that kind of opening. I think that's so interesting. And one of the biggest takeaways I think will be from this episode as well, you talking about intuition and your own gift um, of clairaudience in this case is to know that, again, recapping what we said, that it is within all of us. And Mm. just because you use a certain medium or something resonates more than something else. And I think because this space is so now getting a little bit saturated 
sometimes when you don't know where to start and you just were to go on social media, there's so much information and so much someone telling you, you know, I, I find this particularly about meditation as well is meditation should look a certain way or it should be done like this. Not everyone resonates with that. And then you just walk away thinking, well, I'm not really good at meditating or meditation is not for me um, because I don't fit into the secular idea of what it is so I think that's a really good thing to for anyone who's interested in exploring the different modalities or just particularly learning about maybe where their gift is is hidden it's good to attend all of them and of course prior to that is obviously your book which also talks about that and if crystals are I would say something that you've had your attention drawn to or you just find them really pretty and you want to learn more about them um, it's also an amazing place to start, right? Definitely, definitely. And with spirituality, I mean, like I said, I've started this journey maybe younger than most, but it's only recently, five years at the very most, that I have got my head around. Your spiritual path is super unique to you. What's your truth? And this isn't about truth and lies. It's about what you're meant to be doing every day, what's good for you, your soul and your body will not be the same as the person next to you. Yeah. Even in the same yoga class. So you could both be in the same class. And for you, you're better to hold a position in a hatha more than a vinyasa. So you're better at going a bit slower. The person next to you like to move a bit quicker. And it's all about sculpting your individual spiritual identity. And like you said, saying to people meditate we just go oh no so many people just like no I am not doing that where there is actually certain ways where you can get the benefits of a meditation in three minutes it's almost like one of the main spiritual lessons is to honor your individuality and go on the path of finding out who that you know what you are as a spiritual being and being okay with the fact someone else's path is potentially completely different to yours yeah I think that's so important and think to round up our conversation we talked uh, obviously about your book which is going to be available from this month and then the uh, workshops well the monthly intuition classes that you've been holding but also some workshops also on your event bright page that i've seen how can people connect with you um, generally and learn about some of the topics we covered today okay so the book will be called or she is called uh the crystal apothecary as you were saying at the beginning, classically, she's on Amazon, but she's in all, as they say, all good bookshops. And she is international, like pretty much worldwide. You'll be able to get her in the main book, bookstores for those countries. I also have two websites. So if you are very drawn to the crystals, that's consciencecrystals.com. And at the moment, that's where our shop is. Our courses are within crystals. Later on next year, there'll be bigger courses. So I'm going to do a kind of level one, level two, which will be kind of living, level one's like living with crystals, really incorporating them into your life, using them as tools, having them as like your, like to me, crystals are also like a vision board where you could go and create a vision board of everything you want to bring in your life, or you could bring the the crystals in that have the energy of what, what you'd like to bring in. So very much living around crystals. And then level two is going to be practitioner level. But in the context of practitioner for crystals, but also accessing crystal energy, which I think long term will be more significant to people because maybe we will stop 
owning crystals more, but we will access the energies as we move more into 5D. We'll be able to work with the frequencies of certain things. So that's all in conscience crystals. So I'd recommend, especially if you want to do the courses that are going to set up later next year, just signing up to the newsletter there. So you hear about that information when it's ready to go. Separately, if you're more connected to the coaching or the intuition work, that's gemmapetherbridge.com. And that also, like you were saying, Joanna, is where you get the link through to our event by Praise, which has got all of the monthly classes. So I do bigger classes on there and retreats around soul purpose, things like that. Or there's a schedule of things that happen every week online so everybody can access it around the world and you get the recording. So crystalsconsciouscrystals.com. Anything else intuition or coaching is gemmapetherbridge.com. And you also have a podcast. so. Your fellow podcaster now, full on, from what I understand. <laughs> yes, but I've moved over to do Soul Student, which uh, Joanna has recently been on as well, haven't you? So we're going yeah. back and forth a little bit at the moment, but yeah. Yeah, but I'm really excited we got to do this episode, especially as a kind of first. Thank you so, so much, Gemma. Honestly, it's lovely talking to you, Joanna, and, and your listeners. Thank you. It's a real honor. Congratulations once again on your book which is beautiful thank you you for listening today and i hope you enjoyed this episode be sure to check out the show notes if you wish to explore the themes of today's episode a little further as well as learn more about my inspiring guest i'd love to connect with you and hear your thoughts about what you enjoyed on the podcast please be so kind as to leave a review subscribe and share with anyone you think would benefit from today's episode till next time